Well, hello there, friends, and welcome to the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright, and I'll be your host this hour for a selection of 78 RPM records from my collection. It's music from the first half of the 20th century. We've got a nice assortment today, some classical guitar, some folk songs, some jazz piano, some Dixieland-style bands, some dance bands of the 20s, <laughs> all kinds of stuff. And we're going to start with a record that's really quite extraordinary. This was made in 1946 by a group called the Metronome All-Stars. This was not a real working group. Rather, it was an assemblage of, as the name suggests, all-star musicians based on polls in Metronome magazine. They did this off and on between about 1939 and 1956. They would have these polls in the magazine where, I guess, readers submitted their favorite musicians. They would collect the best of them and put them into these all-star sessions that were released on the Columbia label. And this one features Nat King Cole at the piano, Bob Ahern on guitar, Eddie Safransky on bass, Buddy Rich on drums, Charlie Shavers playing trumpet, Lawrence Brown trombone, Johnny Hodges alto sax, Coleman Hawkins on tenor sax, and Harry Carney on baritone sax. So really, they weren't lying when they called it an all-star group. The two vocalists will be June Christie and Nat King Cole, and this is Columbia 37293 from December 17, 1946. The title is Nat Meets June. Thank you. 
that'll wake you up. The Metronome All-Stars and a really rousing rideout on Nat Meets June, featuring vocalists June Christie and Nat King Cole. I sometimes wonder how the legality of these records was worked out. I think by late 1946, when that was recorded, Nat King Cole and his trio were exclusive Capitol artists. I believe June Christie was also signed to Capitol by that time as vocalist with Stan Kenton's orchestra. So whatever Columbia had to pay to get them on this session, or maybe it was Metronome that paid the bill, I don't know. Uh, But it's interesting to see Nat King Cole's name on a red Columbia record because that otherwise would never appear there. (laughs) But thank goodness they did because the records are a lot of fun and I think they sold pretty well. They are not exactly rare. Anyway, that welcomes you and me to this edition of the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright. I'm here spinning 78 RPM records in my record room. I'm so glad you could join me as we listen to these discs of the 19-teens, 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s. And opening with Nat Meets June puts me in the mind for a few more June songs. This time, songs about the month of June rather than a person named June. And we'll open this next set with the Gene Rodimich Orchestra out of St. Louis, but recorded here in New York City in November of 1920. It's Brunswick 2064. The song is called simply June. After that, Ted Lewis and his band in May of 1924 give us a song by Cliff Friend and Abel Bayer called June Night. And then Cliff Friend seems to have had a thing for Nights in June because he wrote the final song in the set, which is called Give Me a Night in June, played for us by Sam Lannan's Ipana Troubadours on Columbia 1098, that from August of 1927. So we'll make our way through the 1920s now with three June songs, beginning with Gene Rodimich. June. Thank you. 
beneath the moon with you, just you. A place to dream, to love and scheme, a paradise for two. Records by the Ipana Troubadours are always good. That one's no exception. Irving Kaufman, the vocalist, billed as Frank Harris on the label for Give Me a Night in June, recorded August 16, 1927 in New York. Before that, Ted Lewis and his band, my copy of that on a British Columbia record, number 3446, from May 24, 1924, June night. And starting the set, Gene Rodemich's orchestra in 1920 with June. Well, up next, I've got a, a rather unusual-sounding record on the Sunset label, recorded in Los Angeles on April 1st, 1945. The pianist here leading the trio is Joe Sullivan, and this is a composition of his called Heavy Laden. It's rather moody and atmospheric. I like it. See what you think. Here's the Joe Sullivan Trio. Thank you. 
isn't that nice? Something called Heavy Laden, composed by Joe Sullivan. We heard Joe Sullivan at the piano, along with clarinetist Archie Rosati, who had been playing with Teddy Wilson in the years before this record was made, and at the drums, Zuddy Singleton. So, not a bad lineup there. That was on the Sunset label, SRC-ER-10050, though <laughs> you might not know it from looking at my copy, which has a black label and heavily faded gold text. It's almost impossible to read. They did subsequently reissue this record with a red and white label that's a lot more easy to read, but labels aside, it's a really great record. I like it. Next up, we're going to change pace quite a bit and hear from classical guitarist Andre Segovia, and he'll be recording in January of 1944 a minuet by Jean-Philippe Rameau. It's Deca 24146. And after that, a couple of folk songs sung for us by John Langstaff. I played the flip side of this record a couple months ago, and it's sort of been in my ears ever since. I really, really like this record that was made sometime about 1951, in which John Langstaff sings some old British and Appalachian folk songs. We'll hear the B-side of the record, which features two selections. First, The False Night Upon the Road, followed by I Wish I Was a Child Again. Both of these on his master's voice B, 10325. And then we'll wrap up the set with a song written by Benjamin Britten, sung for us by a boy, Billy Neely, one of those boy sopranos that were so popular in England in the 1940s. This one's from 1947, and Billy Neely sings a, a beautiful rendition of The Birds. So starting our next set, Andre Segovia with a minuet by Rameau. Thank you. 
met a child in the road. Oh, where are you going to, said the knight in the road. I'm a-going to my school, said the child as he stood. He stood and he stood and it's well because he stood. I'm a-going to my school, said the child as he stood. Oh, what are you going there for, said the knight in the road. For to learn the word of God, said the child as he stood. He stood and he stood and it's well because he stood. For to learn the word of God, said the child as he stood. Oh, I wish you were on the sands, said the knight in the road. Yes, and a good staff in my hands, said the child as he stood. He stood and he stood and it's well because he stood. Yes, and a good staff in my hands, said the child as he stood. Oh, I wish you were in the sea, said the knight in the road. Yes, and a good boat under me, said the child as he stood. He stood and he stood and it's well because he stood. Yes, and a good boat under me, said the child as he stood. I think I hear a bell, said the knight in the road. Yes, and it's ringing you to hell, said the child as he stood. He stood and he stood and it's well because he stood. Yes, and it's ringing you to hell, said the child as he stood. I wish, I wish, I wish in vain I wish I was a child again But that I ain't, I never will be Till apples grow on a willow tree Your gold shall rust and silver shall fly But constant love shall never die your gold shall rust and silver shall fly, but constant love shall never die.
With a wonderfully unresolved ending, that was The Birds by Benjamin Britten, sung for us by Master Billy Neely, boy's soprano. And the accompanist at the piano was Gerald Moore, a ubiquitous figure on British records of the 1940s and 50s. He accompanied many, many singers and instrumentalists, including John Langstaff, who we heard sing The False Night Upon the Road and I Wish I Was a Child Again. And starting the set, Andre Segovia in 1944 with that minuet by Rameau. Before we continue, I want to say a special thanks to some of our Patreon supporters, the folks who really help to keep the shellac stack going. They help to keep these productions funded so I can continue paying for the server space and the styli and all those little incidental costs that go into producing a program like this. So I won't thank everybody today, but I do want to send a special thanks to Barbara Efros, Neil Simpson, and Stephen Smith. We'll consider them our sponsors for today's program. If you'd like to support the Shellac Stack as well, I refer you to www.patreon.com slash shellacstack. Again, patreon.com slash shellacstack. And if you're in the mind to contribute a little money to help towards the production costs, I would appreciate it. You can give whatever's comfortable for you, a buck or two a month, $5 a month, $10, uh, again, whatever's comfortable for you, and uh, I appreciate it. Okay, let's continue now with some wonderful instrumentalists of the 1920s, 30s, 40s, and 50s, beginning with organist Jesse Crawford and a song by Gus Kahn and Walter Donaldson that I really like called Just a Bird's Eye View of My Old Kentucky Home. Carson Robison will contribute the whistling on this record made in the Wurlitzer Building in New York on January 21st, 1927. Then we'll hear a record that I think was made in Vienna on September 12th, 1949 by Anton Karas, the guy who did the soundtrack for The Third Man with that very distinctive zither sound. This one's called the Café Mozart Waltz. It's London 536. And wrapping up this set will be John Molinari. It's been a while since I've played one of his records, but I always enjoy them. He's a, an accordion virtuoso, and he will play for us the tune Dark Eyes. And whether you are a an accordion fan or not, I think you will like this because he's just uh, so good at what he does. Starting the set, here's Jesse Crawford. <laughs> Thank you. 
in the past that one of the reasons I love collecting and listening to 78 RPM records is that for pretty much the entire 78 era, right up until the last few years, editing of recorded performances was not really yet possible. And so what you get on each 78 is essentially an uninterrupted live performance recorded just as you hear it. And that impresses me so much when I hear somebody like John Molinari and that version of Dark Eyes to think that was done all at one time with no splicing or dicing. You had to really be good to cut a record in those days. On the Accordia label, John Molinari, Dark Eyes. Well, let's head over to Australia for the first record in this next set, and then we'll zigzag back and forth across the Pacific. We'll begin with Graham Bell and his Dixieland jazz band, a tune associated with Benny Moten called South. This was made in... April of 1947 in Sydney, Australia. It's Regal Xonophone G25117. And then we'll head over to San Francisco for a recording made in December of 1945 by pianist Johnny Whitwer. How I wish we knew more about this guy and I wish we had more of his records because I think he's just a, a captivating pianist, even if he does lean rather heavily on these left-hand smears that <laughs> I could do with a, a few fewer of them. But uh, that aside... Johnny Whitwer was in the orbit of people like Lou Waters and Kid Ory, and uh, unfortunately just did not make too many records, but those we have are really great. This is on the Jazzman label, number 19, it's Ace in the Hole. And then wrapping up the set, Cy Watts and his Jazzman on the Jazz Art label from Melbourne, Australia. October of 1948, we'll hear Miss Annabelle Lee, the resurrection of a song from the 1920s. Starting us off, here is Graham Bell and his Dixieland Jazz Band. Thank you. 
1940s and very early 1950s, there was quite a thriving traditional jazz scene in Australia, and thankfully they were also prolific in the recording studio, making dozens and dozens, even hundreds of records. And a few years ago, I was fortunate enough to come across a collection of several dozen of these, which I snatched up, and I've really been enjoying playing through them. This one was by Cyril Watts and his jazz man, Cyril Watts, the trombone player, along with trumpeter Les Robertson, clarinetist Pete Scafty, Tommy Crow playing tenor sax, Frank Newell on piano, Alf Barnacle, <laughs> what a name, playing drums, Harry Meekin on bass, and Bob Farrington playing the banjo, a tune from the 1920s, Miss Annabelle Lee, quite a lively treatment. That was on the Jazz Art label, as the label states, obtainable only at Clemens Musical Service in Melbourne. Jazz Art record number seven, from about October of 1948. We preceded that with Johnny Whitwer, a pianist. I really don't think you can sit still and listen to him. You have to tap your foot or nod your head or sway a little bit from side to side or do something because his playing is just so rhythmic and so engaging. Johnny Whitwer with Ace in the Hole on Jazzman record number 19 from December of 1945 and starting the set in Sydney, Australia, Graham Bell and his Dixieland band with South. If you're enjoying the Shellac Stack and you'd like to write to me, my email address is shellacstack at gmail.com. You can send me your comments, suggestions, or requests. I love to get requests, even if I can't always fulfill them, but I'll do my best. And if I don't have exactly what you're looking for, I can usually come somewhat close. So send those over to shellacstack at gmail.com. Or just drop me a note to say hi. I love to hear from you. Okay, we have time for one more record today, and it's going to come from 1930 with vocalist Chick Bullock, a guy I like, singing with Willie Krieger and his orchestra. And this is called If You Heard What I Heard, A Bluebird Sing, a forgotten little song written in part by Willie Krieger. It's Banner 0753. <laughs>
bluebird sing And telling me what he knew about you He told me you told lies and laughed at love But then you said you loved me and t'was true He said this and you say that Now I don't know where I'm at So who am I to listen to And what is the solution If you heard what I heard A bluebird sing And telling me what he knew about you song not destined for the history books, but <laughs> enjoyable nonetheless. If you heard what I heard, a bluebird sing. Willie Krieger and his orchestra. And that wraps up today's edition of the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright. I'd like to thank you so much for tuning in and joining me this hour for 78 RPM Records. I hope you found something that you liked, and I hope you'll come back next time and we'll do it again. Until then, take care. Bye-bye. Thank you.